0: Skeletons and shivers down your spine a Shrieking skulls will shock your soul And seal your doom night. Spooky, scary skeletons Speak with such a screech You'll shake and shudder in surprise When you hear these zombies shrieking We're so sorry skeletons You're so
1: misunderstood You only want to socialize I don't think we should A spooky, scary skeleton Shouts, startling shrilly screams They'll sneak under Dude, it's been, and just <laughs> <down>. <laughs> it's been a while It's been a while fuck we started like that (laughs) that's how we started (coughs) I'm sorry everyone guess who's back
0: guess who's off
1: the fucking wagon (laughs) (laughs) disco
0: (laughs) dracula I was gonna say me (laughs) I fell off the
1: wagon I picked you up yeah I'll always drink drink me up I'll, no. I'll always pick you up. I will always <laughs> pick you up.
0: You have such cold hands.
1: So anyways, it's been a little bit since we've done this.
0: Yeah, since like since we've recorded, since we've smoked, there's a lot of things we're coming back at real quick. But the, the arguably the most important thing that I cannot forget going into this right now is how disappointing the fucking world is now because Season 6 of Are You Afraid of the Dark's outro theme song is this piece of shit just <sighs> gonna play a little bit right here and I'm gonna play what the new one sounds like. You could tell from 15 seconds of differentiation Between Disco <coughs> Dracula do, 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 And this shit do. So the world this is not okay. We need to make a fucking petition for this, like, 15-year-old show to change this
1: shit immediately. Reissue the DVDs. Viacom, viacom
0: has been fucking with me on YouTube. Now I'm gonna fuck with them. I'm gonna fight back. I'm gonna send them a CD every fucking week that says, make this your fucking... Change all the DVD settings for all of your publications. Play this fucking song. of so this piece of shit. Also <laughs> Oh my god. And then and then and then you wanna you wanna seg into this? <laughs> you wanna seg into this? Seg into it. What do you think I'm gonna seg into? Seg into what? it.
1: What? Do it. What? Do it. What? I was just gonna say how are you afraid of the dark sucks now? Oh, are you afraid of the dark fucking sucks. Now. We had we had one, two, two good episodes in season five, maybe? Three maybe, if we're lucky. Well season Season five started off with Dead Man's Float, right? Yeah and well, that was that was it really started good. off real strong. Yeah. There were <laughs> two
0: watchable <laughs> episodes, maybe three.
1: Well that vampire one was really fucking cool. The one with the vampire that was supposed to be this
0: the season finale.
1: Yeah. So it's like started good, ended good, everything in between.
0: Kinda of shit.
1: Yeah. There was a few okay ones, but oh one that was unwatchable. Which one are we speaking? Oh, the one with the uh the bird. The the chick with the angel dove? Yeah. Spray yeah it was a rock. Yeah, it was a senile old lady oh who my loved God. the music, It was the honey. old
0: folks home that sounded like great context for an episode and then slowly devolved into just unwatchable garbage protagonists. Fucking garbage. Neither of the protagonists were watchable in any way, shape, or form.
1: We were literally sitting there just like slouching the worst possible slouch you can imagine. Backs fucking breaking. And we were just like, why, why, why do we do this? Why are we watching the show right now? It made us want to stop watching Are you in the I Dark. Plus it, the new Campfire fucking kids, the new uh, Midnight Society. It The only one who's back is the little brother from,
0: I think, seasons four and five. I think that's one he his introduced. Yeah,
1: maybe even three.
0: Maybe even three.
1: Nah, you're I right. F- I think it was four or five. I I anyways, the so it was a little name, shit.
0: It's a little shit. Little shit. Um, I want to say his name's Toby, but I don't think it is.
1: Toby. Yeah. Oh, Toby. Oh, Toby.
0: I don't know, though. I don't think it is, Um, but... <laughs> All I know is it's Mark's younger brother, and Mark is not his character either, he, but he, he looks like he's, a Mark. He's totally
1: a Mark. He looks like a Mark.
0: I, I don't remember what his name is. I wonder
1: if his real name is Mark. Didn't we look this up and it wasn't? The we actor? Were both... Yeah. No.
0: No. We were wrong on both cases.
1: I will verify. All right. While well, you do we, that... You take this. While well, you do that. You do. I'm a little gonna have of an that. early, early dance break. You do a little bit of that.
0: Wow, even my, even my data down here
1: is getting. because you live in the fucking Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, man, I wish. Girls disappear here all the fucking time. anyways. Cool. Um, oh shit, you're a murderer. Um, I'm what just about, what He's about men? Save me, Tucker. He, lo- he kind of young- looks like a Tucker. It's the younger
0: brother's name? Oh, he died. Definitely- oh,
1: that okay. That t- no, I thought No, no, meant no. The, uh- the guy
0: who plays Mark, whose actual character name is Gary, mind you, he looks so much more like a Mark than Trust he does a Gary. Trust us on this. Like, look up the main. Okay, Ross Hall. He Ross Ross Hall. He doesn't look like a Ross.
1: He doesn't look like a Hall. This oh is, man! Um, and you
0: and you know what I thought you were gonna sag into? You know where I thought you were gonna go? What? Disco Dracula has a fucking waifu in real life.
1: Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the weed oh, shit. shit. Oh shit. Oh, Always got a I an mean, animal. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, she's into it too. It's okay. She's real into
0: it. <laughs> Arguably the realest a person can get.
1: Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, shit! She is fantastic.
0: I love cosplaying. I'm already a fan of her. I haven't even met her yet.
1: <laughs> this is gonna <laughs> get you, fucking weird. <laughs> you won't fucking let me meet her. What the fuck are you talking about? Wait, when but, am I supposed to bring her over? When am I supposed to bring her over?
0: It's not bring her over. It's go somewhere. Where are we supposed to go out? Some, I don't
1: fucking know. We both work during the week full time. Hasn't, has, she, has, she, has she met? She might. You, can't say, you can't name drop that. No, I've gotten this then. <laughs> yeah, you know that. That's what I fucking mean. We went to the Harry Potter
0: thing. And who <laughs> could have gone to
1: the Harry Potter thing? I didn't know! It was a last minute
0: thing! You didn't know as you look no, at my Harry no. Potter fucking calf
1: tattoo. I hate you. But yes, I do have a
0: girlfriend now. No waifu for lifeu.
1: Not yet. That's in the future, kids. Well, no, I just... Life is like, right now, the present.
0: You're only living right now. You don't know if you're living right now. Don't here. get into this right now. <laughs> 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 I tried coming at you with, like, some Disney feels, like, to immediately, like,
1: take you off guard. Oh, dude, we watched the Page Master last week. I know! I, I, and you didn't respond to my snap. Dude, I fell asleep. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> I felt said. so bad. I Not have really, a, she loves the Pagemaster. I have fallen asleep like into her so much. the
0: third act of Pagemaster far more many times <laughs> than,
1: like, any other movie <laughs> oh, on the planet. That movie goes so quick. You know what? Instead of Maybe. watching R.U.F. for the Dark, we should fucking watch Pagemaster again. I can't watch that right now. Fucking <laughs> Look to the books. Look to the books. Look to the books. Whenever you imagine.
0: Dun-dun! So, my, um, um my brother... Uh, I don't know where this came from. I don't know what drugs he was on. But my brother does this thing sometimes where he just comes up behind me and he just goes, Look to the books.
1: Look to the books. Look to the books. Look to the books. Look to the, books. Look to the books. But anyways, um... <laughs> <laughs> you have no thoughts on that. No, because I've heard it so many times from you. That's just... I, um, do, I do
0: it too, is what I was going to say. I do... That, obviously, I do it.
1: I do it too. You want to shut the fuck up now so I can finish my fucking story here that no one cares about, really? But kind of because Disco Dracula has a fucking girlfriend, and it's fucking Whitey canon. Yeah. It is canon. You guys, this is not a story that's not a creepypasta. I might end like a cre- creepypasta because, a. Uh, Something, I'll fuck it up somehow, she'll break up with me, I'll kill myself. There you go, bastard. Coming back to haunt you, buddy. I'm gonna live in your laptop. Anytime you're trying to watch porn, can fucking change the thing to like, a teddy bear.
0: I will not even accept a joke of you being
1: suicidal if this girl leaves you. You're gonna accept the joke because it was a joke. We better fucking be. Listen. <laughs> Let's not get real!
0: Okay. So, waifu for laifu.
1: Um, But yeah, we were sitting there last week, and we were trying to figure out what to watch. And I was like, yeah, Yo, you fucking want to watch The Pagemaster? She's like, I fucking love The Pagemaster. I was like,
0: those moments make relationships so fucking great.
1: Literally stared at her, and I was just
0: like, I like you You find yourself in a situation with a woman that you like aesthetically and personality-wise, but ultimately you don't know them for more than like a year of their life. and, and right. There are just some things you miss. Some things fall through the cracks, like movies <laughs> you watched as children that you as, come as back and children? watch later. As children? Did
1: you, I, you just I, say no, as, as children? You said as a child. No, I, as and then I stuttered. You're gonna so, listen back to this footage and you're gonna feel like a douchebag and you're gonna text me like, "Yeah, I did say that." <laughs> Try that. I don't wanna. Dude, I, I don't know what you put in there. Apple whiskey, ginger ale, ice cubes. Is it any Jack
0: Daniels? No, Crown Royal. Smooth as fucking whiskey. It doesn't really even taste like
1: it. Yo, that's pretty good. Yeah. That is phenomenal. That's, that's, my, that's my new drink of the... It's my
0: new drink of the week. I can make one for you then. For dinner if you want. Okay, so we... uh What I... Yeah. Getting back into the emotional. Okay. There are just so many times where I've been, like, dating a girl and, like... One thing that'll immediately make me like them more is if I'm just like, have you ever seen Rockadoodle?
1: Rockadoodle? Is that why you like me and, so much?
0: And her just be like, Yes. Like I have never gotten harder in my life. No, um, I do I do know that both you and France
1: McBoohoo who knew that um, movie movie before
0: I had to make Everyone
1: stop what you're doing right now and uh, go watch Rockadoodle. Mm. I can actually support
0: that, so we're gonna let the people who need to leave right now and go watch Rock Doodle. Come you back in about seventy
1: minutes, and um, you could come
0: back and then continue watching the rest of this episode. I, I might even make that mandatory.
1: You need to watch. Rock-a-Doodle? I'm gonna stop
0: it. I'm gonna tell everyone to stop right now. Go watch Rock Doodle and come back. And viewers just drop all ten of them. Most of them, I imagine, have seen it through
1: me or being colorful individuals. Yeah. As you take like a big gulp over fucking alcohol? Okay. So So anyways
0: What I was gonna say was we are here for a specific fucking reason today. And that reason is not just because of your waifu for life though. This is I oh man. It comes out in two weeks. We have been watching the fucking footage. Released before Annabelle shit Mm -hmm. for like three weeks now. I'm like, I watch it every night before I go to sleep. (laughs) I've seen it on Reddit. I've seen it on Tumblr. I've shared it with so many people. It looks so fucking good, man. It looks phenomenal. And it has kept me up at night. Not out of fear. Out of fucking carnal lust.
1: Ooh. (laughs) So,
0: So I will... It's like when you think of me. I will stay up trying to figure out as much as I can before this happens because this is the first, you know, Stephen King movie that's being approached as serious horror material with a heavy R rating. Now, I argue for The Mist, but, like, The Mist is more of a drama apocalypse than it is about your fear being... Taken out of your brain and put into a fucking movie. Because that's what it is. That's his power over children. Yeah. He will fucking take your fear and make it happen. And that is why I'm excited for it. So me being me, I had to mm-hmm. I had to fucking delve into this shit. And we're getting into some... Uh, I have a little bit of research to bring to the table because I read the fucking... Kerry Fukunaga, 2015, canceled script for IT. The script, they went to the drawing board with Will Poulter attached as... Pennywise. That's the uh, Where the Millers kid. That's the Angry the, Eyebrows kid. Yeah, the That's yeah. Eyebrows. <laughs> the eyebrows. That's Eyebrows
1: kid. He gets a tarantula on his balls in the movie. Spoiler alert. Movie was okay. I just I knew he it didn't it stand me laugh.
0: he didn't stand out to me at all. I actually None. I liked him more when he played the dickhead in Maze Runner than I liked him. That's in, right. I forgot in, yeah, he was, was in that. Anyway, the first Maze Runner. Good he movie. was attached to play Pennywise, and I can't say I disagreed with it. I was. I wanted to know where surprised. they were going. I was definitely surprised yeah. that they chose to go younger. I thought they'd go older if anything mm-hmm. cuz Tim Curry was maybe 30 something when they did that. Yeah. 30 going on 40 something. Cuz I was in the 80s, right? They went
1: they went 90s, fucking 20 something. And part oh, of that
0: always no. kind of blew my mind cuz I can't think I don't think young when I think clowns.
1: I or, literally think middle aged And specifically Pennywise. Mhm. I it's been a while yeah. since I've read the book, so I for, kind of forget how he's described in the I book. I read the book in 2012 again, so it also has been
0: multiple years for me. Yeah. But I do remember seeing gray, tall, misproportionate limbs. I do remember that. I remember the of, gray clothing specifically. Gray. They just describe him as gray, like he's pulled out of like a freaky old photo. Did I say bright? With that in mind, I... You know when they released the eventual photos for Bill Skarsgård, mm-hmm. I was immediately just like both you and I were like, okay, yeah. So many people online were like, this is bullshit. No,
1: you know what? Actually, I didn't like it you at didn't. first. No, it did took a little bit. I think at first I was, was so just different. like, what the fuck, and then I slowly like that's, that's how I was. But it was it was a slow. I think process. upon
0: first glance, I was probably kind of pissed. Yeah. But then I was like, he does look unnatural. Okay. Yeah. Tim Curry did kind of look like a dude in a clown costume.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's Tim Curry.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying it, as they describe him in the book, is supposed to look almost ugly, otherworldly.
1: Yeah, no, I understand that. And he's which supposed has to be timeless. To an...
0: So Bill Skarsgård, I probably started off not loving his costume and then... Slowly grew to just really enjoy it, specifically after the footage was released, both, like, on-set pictures, on-set footage, and, like, B-roll. I think I saw B-roll material of him
1: just standing there in the costume, and I was like, shit, like, that looks good on film. This is on Wikipedia, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Pennywise normally assuming the form of a middle-aged man dressed in a clown costume.
0: I'll give a shout to Scutch McGee when he said that he was surprised when we saw the four minute footage how childlike they made the new Pennywise. Um, There was a jokey quality to Tim Curry, but he always kind of remained middle aged man to me. Yeah. Uh, Bill, I know, is going on late 20s, Mm -hmm. and he reads me as like a 16 year old in crazy makeup.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: For it. Especially um, when, the, with, like, his But, like, his wrong. And that's what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. he looks like a kid, but wrong. And I think that's what I like the most about Pennywise, is that he just has an otherworldly quality. And that reads to me so much more like the book than the original 1990s. And if we're going to start the discussion by how shitty the 1990s movie is, like, we kind of have to just say that. <laughs> like, the 1990s one... Not the greatest adaptation ever. Not the scariest adaptation ever. If you watched it when you were like ten, you'd probably shit. But yeah. the minute you turned like fourteen, I think you would just think it was bullshit. Which and is it's more pretty much what than happened. Than anything. Yeah, um, I mean, it's pretty there's bad.
1: disturbing scenes. Don't get me wrong. There are, there are some scenes, great
0: scenes, and there are some um, great performances out of several people. Especially
1: for a mini series, that true. They think did of it, what they could.
0: Don't don't think of it as a three hour movie. Think of it as like a three part. AMC special. Yeah, I think it was. In the parts. fucking nineties. In the late nineties.
1: Yeah, it's it's not good. Tim Curry is nostalgia is hell for uh playing Pennywise. But yeah. looking at it now, without his sharp teeth, he's more menacing as that uh that's that jumpy spider at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. Um true that that janky is that janky a- uh, animation
0: the janky animation has its ups and downs in that movie i remember loving the into and out of the drain scenes. Oh, that shit how was janky yes, that they looked that's with w- Pennywise.
1: that's one of their uh that's one of the highlights of that movie and then there's space tarantula
0: janky oh, space tree. which is like a guy in a suit with Harryhausen effects for the legs. Because the body is literally Housen a affects. guy like this and they cut his legs out. Yeah, yeah, not great.
1: Not great so, at
0: all. So, right off the fucking bat, coming down the fucking pipe, the Kerry Fukunaga script was great. It was a really interesting attempt at trying to turn the whole thing into the 80s. I think that was the most... Unnecessary thing that they announced for Didn't the they... for the for the movie, but I
1: was like, "Are they doing that with okay. this one?" Or is you, it... No, that's what I mean. Oh, that's, oh, okay.
0: A lot of things carry over from okay. the Fukunaga I thought script you were naming, like, different into, into the new ones, okay. and you could tell going back as far as the uh, Palmer Fukunaga script that they were planning to do the '80s mm-hmm. for them. They quote so much Star Wars shit, like it's very time like time-driven. Stranger Things. Absolutely, fucking lutely. Um and that has to that has to make you think. They wrote this years prior to Stranger Things. They were like they knew the eighties resurgence was like
1: right around the fucking corner when they were developing this thing. Well they, the eighties resurgence has always been there. No one really got tired of it. Like look at Ghostbusters. There was Hulton there was a bleak point,
0: like. I would say, late nineties, early to up to like 2010. Where, like, 80s vibes were almost completely, like, eradicated from, like, the social structure. I blame Michael Jackson. There's a lot of stuff to blame, dude. And, like, a lot of them start and end with, like, terrorism and bullshit going on in the world. That just, like, sucked the fucking enjoyment out of, like, all types of media those years. And Michael Jackson. Sure, man. I fucking love
1: Michael Jackson, too. All right, he made good music. He made, he made, he made diddled some kids. Yeah. But, okay. uh, you know what? That's Man different... in the Mirror. Billie Jean. Thriller. So anyway. I'm naming all those top hits. The 80s. New
0: established context. Going as far back as the 2015 script. They immediately nail all the characters. The most noticeable difference is, is that their just names are altered. Which, admittedly, I don't understand. Yeah, if you're going to make you, an adaptation and you're going to take the name will instead of bill like just fucking do bill to not piss anyone off like the change doesn't make sense they changed uh patrick hockstetter to patrick hock like shit just doesn't matter anyway that stuff didn't matter uh the hardest and worst part of the 2015 script the dialogue just sucked for being a 80s adaptation, like every time a child spoke in the script, it it was just like kids never talked like that, (laughs) and and it's very easy to see when in my mind thanks Stranger Things and like Goonies and E. T. like Super Eight. This is Super Eight. Like this is how people talked. Fucking love Super Super Eight. I was really trying to think of anything that was already made in the 80s, but Super Eight was. A part of that like resurgence of the eighties. So dialogue. Always strong for each of them. Like st- I think Stranger Things surprised me the most. 8 might Sup- have been the seventies. I mean probably.
1: No, because I thought early the, 80s. I thought the one kid had a Halloween poster in his room. Or an alien poster. I think you're right. Um I think it's eighties, dude. Because
0: fucking... it was JJ Abrams as a kid and he's gonna look like forty now. So, off the bat, getting out of the way, the worst things about the script is just some of the children's dialogue and the fact that they changed stupid names. Everything else, on fucking point. Pacing, 1979.
1: Super A was fucking 70s. Yeah.
0: Everything else they nailed with the script because they had such, like, tight concept of how they wanted the adaptation to work. They took the best parts of the three-hour series... Mm -hmm turned it into the 80s, and then shrunk it down and, like, just took certain scenes from part two and threw them in part one instead, and the pacing just made fucking sense because you're not doing the let's switch to adults, let's switch back to kids thing. Once that's out of the way and you can just focus on the kids as a narrative, it's pretty fucking straight-laced. Kids in town, shit happens, kids try to figure it out, met with a monster... Point is made, they decide they have to fucking kill it, they hunt it down, and they try, they can't conclusify whether or not they've actually done it, movie's over. They had it nailed, like, the narrative and everything, and the way they described the fucking final act of going down into its fucking lair in the sewers, the writing, dude, it went, like, H.P. Lovecraft-style crazy. For like what Pennywise was supposed to turn into, based well, off of well, the I mean, script, it's the
1: story of worlds, and
0: and fucking exactly, yeah. which is why like I'm, it makes me so pissed at the '90s version for just trying to like quantify it as some kind of space spider because it's not that like. I know in the books they describe it as, like, a web with, like, spidery legs and shit. Yeah. But ultimately you could do anything with that design. And the way they describe it in the script is, like, Cthulhu fucking monster. And that sounded fucking nuts. Dude. For them to be firing, like, fireworks and shit at. Which is, like one of like four great fight scenes in the movie and I mean choreographed fucking fight That's scenes. That's amazing. Like, I'm getting excited listening to this. When they're going through Niebolt House, uh-huh, trying to get away from the from the jerks, yeah, they fucking they run all through the house. Like they get separated, one of them falls through the fucking floor, Pennywise fucking comes for him and then like three of them jump in that the what fucking the, window that to with try the and leper? save him. Um, no, I think that's, that's going to be earlier in the movie. Okay. The Leper wasn't actually in the 2015 script, which is what I was going to get to. Oh, that's sad. There are, there are certain things that I note, uh, Andy Muschietti, Muschietti? fuck if I know? I want to say Andy Muschietti. Sure. The guy who directed Mama, he's the director of the new 2017 one. I think his writers were brought back in. To literally make it, one, more generic on its horror scale, and two, more lines, more easy lines to the book. Carrie wanted to do something really fucking different, and to this day, if he were asked about it, uh, I looked up interviews, he said stuff like... I, I kept getting pushback from the studios because they wanted something to please the audience. They didn't want a character piece. They didn't want a character drama with, can, with horror elements. And and part of me is like, yeah, good for you, studio, because I do kind of want this to, to kind of walk the line of more generic horror right. than I would drama. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be super eight. I want it to be terrifying. Right. So I get that. But immediately, like... There are things that I know this budget, like, this budget is way different from the 2015 one. That one had to have been double the budget of what what we're going to be end up getting. Really? So I do think the Cthulhu fucking monster fight is going to be cut from the movie. But what comes after that in the script, I don't want to spoil too much just in case. Because, ladies and gents, if you can't fucking understand what I'm getting at, it's that... More than 60% of the context, the characters, the design, the pacing, things I saw in the trailers, 60% of that shit has been carried over in the 2017 movie. They literally just cleaned fucking house yeah. at one point. They knew they, the director was too costly, wanted to do something too different. It's basically what happened with Anne, man. Edgar Wright was just like, nah, I want to do something more me. And they were saying, no, do something more generic in line with Marvel. Studios, like, WB is telling 2017 It, be more generic with your horror. Have a scene with, like, dolls and shit.
1: That kind of, yeah, seeing that in the trailer.
0: It looks great in the movie, but it reads generic horror bullshit. That isn't in the script, but I imagine that's Neibolt House when everyone gets separated. It 2017 is going to be something really fucking enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Like, it read to me as nostalgic, and I didn't even grow up in the fucking 80s, man. I just know, like, based upon some of my favorite cinema, like, Goonies and E.T. are, like, fucking awesome.
1: Back to the Future. Yeah.
0: Just everything was so fucking cool. And this reads like it's going to sit right next to them on a shelf, you know? Uh, but horrifying there are some horrifying things I think the way they utilize Pennywise is very different from the 90s he's not always there he's kind of just like a looming figure even to the point where they just put him they describe it as putting him in the background of the scene even though the camera is not focusing on him that's the way they described it in the 2015 script
1: yeah, I want to see... Like, it
0: follows. You know how you have to always, like, look in the background yeah. of the scene to see if someone's, like, walking towards them? Yeah. That's kind of the vibe I get. Where, okay, like, a scene will her. be going on, and, like, behind a tree, 30 feet in the background, covered in shade, is, like, a creepy floating figure. Jesus Christ. Which is the vibe I get watching the trailer with, like... Eddie, Eddie's fucking whistling, walking down the street. He turns to Neibolt House, and there, floating like an inch from the ground, is some fucking weirdo holding a pyramid of fucking red balloons. Yeah. That's the vibe I get.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That one's a little bit more centered in its focus, but that's that's the kind of vibe that the 2015 one gave off, and it, it was as described. Tall, lanky, disproportionate, weird-looking, gray. They described that in the 2015 script. Uh, emaciated even Pennywise and imagining Poulter's face instead of Skarsgård's is not different yeah it's very easy like you could photoshop that on top of Skarsgård's body and it would look I imagine what Carrie wanted to do with it Mm -hmm. Um, they do describe his clothes as baggier but if you look at the 2017 one you do see some baggy sections in there amidst the ruffle, which I do love his kind of period place
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Early 1700s fucking with settlers. Wouldn't that make a fun little comic or something? Um, wouldn't it be end? hard? Who, <laughs> the funny man, wants me to go into the woods and away from my cabin? G- done. Pennywise eats for, sleeps <laughs> for 27 fucking years. He just ate two <laughs> he's Indian kids. He's on easy street. He ate two Indian yeah. kids. Like now it's like he throws <laughs> a pebble <he throws laughs> <a devil laughs> at a fucking window and he's like. Hey kid, can you come outside! And like, you're just, and the kids are just like, "No, nah, I'm gonna scratch my balls and watch Star Wars." <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> that's the vibe I got from the 2015 one. So it's just like, <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be really fucking interesting. And I hope everyone out there has watched the four minute footage that was released, for Annabelle, Annabelle,
1: because it's great. And I, I, want me this,
0: away. I want this movie to do so well, man. I
1: actually, I really, really think it's going to be, it's going to do well. It's the first huge horror movie to kick off, like, you know, the fall season, you know, it's kind of disappointing that it's not coming out a little closer to October or Halloween, but it is still coming out right I think it's around, because they imagine they're just going to roll in the box office for six weeks. And then Halloween comes around. Everyone just fucking goes to see it again. Again. I, I fucking would. Hell, we, we already said. Most we're of the dragons
0: are probably gonna have it around them. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, we already said we were probably gonna go see it multiple times. Just i would say twice in like the opening multiple weekend. Multiple people. At and... least
0: I can guarantee at least twice in the opening weekend I'm gonna see it.
1: I'll probably it it's gonna have to be really fucking bad. You keep saying it and they keep confusing me a little bit because we're talking about it and In that context
0: I mean both the title and the
1: Yeah, movie. I got it. Don't worry, I'm not that dumb. What do you think I fucking
0: am? Okay, so it's going to have to be really fucking bad. And the point I'm trying to make is that the 2015 script shows me that this is going to be really fucking bad. They would literally have to undo what the 2015 script did mm-hmm. to make a bad movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I, based on the footage, based on what I've heard, I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to have a pretty generic, kind of straightforward, but with some like artsy time stuff. But I still think it's going to be a, a watchable fucking movie, so it's going to have to be really bad for me to not see it twice yeah. in the same weekend. Off the top of your head, before we move on to like at least a couple stories, I've been testing with this new: we talk for a long time and read maybe two stories and then talk for a little bit and end. Yeah, it. I did that with Scutch and it worked really well. So, guys,
1: so yeah. So before
0: we before we conclude this like segment, believe in
1: me that believes in you.
0: Off the top of your head, mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. are there any questions you would want to
1: ask, based on what I've described, whether is, it's is spoilery, the, the, whether it's it, just about details? The, shut your mouth. Shut your kay. mouth. Is the Beverly Marsh gangbang scene in it? <laughs> Do they fucking put that in a bunch of children just pounding each Here's other? Here's what in I'm sewer. gonna say. You know she got some sort of disease, right? Here's what I'm gonna say. Not from the kids, from the fucking sewer. Calm yourselves, guys. Here's what I'm gonna say. No. You think Pennywise was involved in it? No. They just didn't know he was there? No. He was just standing in the corner jerking it no. up. <laughs>
0: no. So, a lot of. You know, I've seen a lot of discussion about that scene in the book for a long time. Okay. For a long time. So, for, for, I've, on, hold, I've hold, always, always on, read hold, it on. differently.
1: Well, I was going to get into that. Um, for those of you who don't know, before the kids go in, before the Losers Club go, goes in to fight it as when they're children. Um, and children being 13 14 I would say 13 they all all of them are male except for one that's Beverly and yep. they all they all run a train on Beverly but the it's way more, it's, supposed it's more to
0: be, they're all sitting out in a tunnel and there's an adjacent tunnel and she has one of them in at a time to literally as as described by Stephen King like, enter her and exit her almost immediately because all of them are, like, 12 and 13.
1: But I also heard Except I say, think
0: Ben lasts the longest because he wanted it the most. Okay. Fucking little fatty. Yeah,
1: good for Ben. I um, know, right? I fucking love Ben. That's um, great. What I've heard Stephen King say, it was their transition into becoming adults so they could actually they, defeat Ben. Yeah. Because if they Cause were... Because if they
0: were adults that remembered and adults with a purpose they would be powerful. Exactly.
1: It's like The Shine. So that was that was the transition into adulthood for them. And... I always took it a little bit further with the adult thing, mm-hmm. saying that
0: they did it as a pact, but instead of doing a blood pact that you would just forget about the scar one day when you're an adult and you're much more successful, you forget about scars. You get over shit like that. You
1: don't forget about, uh... You
0: don't forget about the first person you had sex with. Right. Ever. No. Nah. They were all virgins. They all came immediately. Yeah. On or upon young Bev Marsh. (laughs) God
1: damn it. And.
0: They will not forget that. Absolutely. I I took that as like.
1: I got your hair on my There's no way they're (laughs) gonna make it to adulthood.
0: Get it the fuck off! There's no way they're gonna make it to adulthood. And not remember what they did that day from fucking to taking down a fucking intergalactic, like fucking dimensional destroyer fucking monster. Those are two things you can't forget, folks. But one of them you would forget if they hadn't done something to like sanctify that day. But they do forget about it. That's what I mean. They forget, but then they remember the day. Yeah. They never quite say that they remember the sexing, but they remember <laughs> they the remember day it
1: in the back of their head. But anyways, um, they remember Pennywise. Okay, so besides that, um, no, that's not in it because
0: they take Christ. they take the idea and they just make it a blood pact, and it's still a nice thought. Right. At least um, they kept. Like, but that comes after they kill, instead of before.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: They do it, they're done, they think they're done, they leave, they do the blood pact, and then they do the whole promise me you guys if it's not dead we'll come I back. Oh silver and then, it, and, then away. It, and then it literally like floats up into the sky and the movie ends.
1: So um, the uh, the one other scene I wanted to She does kiss about. each of them though. That, that's good. That, that's okay. Like on the head or something. You know? Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was like a first kiss type thing. Maybe like a peck. So like the first time is it the first kiss. They made it a little bit more innocent. There's um, a weird
0: little thing it does in the script, but I'm not going to go
1: into it. It's weird. Okay. I take your word on it. Um, on the kissing thing. Oh, ah, okay. Again, I'll take your word on it. The one other scene I wanted to know... I don't remember the character's name. It's been a long time. But he was one of the bullies. I don't think he was part of a... What Patrick, the
0: serial killer
1: one. Yeah, the one with the animals. The one animals? with that animals, I Yeah, think. yeah. And, there and you he go. wanted he wanted to
0: blow. um, He wanted to blow Tommy.
1: Yeah, yeah, him. Um, yeah, he. There was there was a scene in the book where um, I remember it's, it's one of my favorite scenes. Um, they they talk they talk about at one point him killing animals by putting them in. Uh, hottest shit refrigerator that's closed you know in a dump somewhere yeah with the bun with the sun beating down on it the entire time no air or anything so just to
0: push the cruelness of that character right yeah that really makes him him sociopathic right
1: and uh there's a scene where i forget what what character is running from it i think he's running from it yeah and uh he has to hide in there doesn't that happen in the book I feel like it does. And he like, he like pretty much throws up because of the smell and everything like that and just that shit. I'm
0: pretty sure you're talking about Mike when Mike runs back through the, when Mike runs back through the dump to get away from all of them. I think he hides
1: in the, the refrigerator or at least in the same area and sees it. Does the Indiana Jones robe, Anyways. Nuke uh-huh. the fridge. So was that, was that seen in there? Like anything, okay. anything with him? They, they. Because he's not in the miniseries at all. No. They
0: Pat, his Pat is in Pat is in the movie, and it looks like they're going similar route with him in the twenty seventeen that they won in twenty fifteen, which is that he's nothing more than an asshole with a penchant for like lighting things on fire.
1: Oh god, damn it! They no. make him an
0: arsonist instead of instead of a sociopath because they can't focus screen time on him. The right. movie, which the I movie, can very it very much runs the pace of Goonies. They discover something, they adventure it. They discover something, they adventure it. They run away from something, they adventure some more. Like, it runs the very same pace, and there's very little time in Goonies for you to flip the switch back on the bullies, the, the, the family, the Italian family. The Fratellis?
1: T- yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the Fratellis. I'm, I'm pretty sure
0: you're right. Uh, and them chasing after them. It's really just quick cuts that show you that they're on the trail. right. Like, they're one step behind that, the entire thing. that is that is the script for the 2015 one. It's really just a cause and effect thing that drives the plot. It drives the losers club together mm-hmm. and they are launched into the the climax sequence because
1: the oh my god are chasing them. I'm going to stop you for a second. The uh the in the trailer the scene where they're they're down at the dam. Yeah. And they're they're fighting down there. Oh my God! That's where I was just like, this movie's gonna be fucking fantastic. I cannot wait for this movie. Nothing with it convinced me. It was that scene where they were they were fighting on the, uh, like at the dam that they built, in the little creek, and they block it up one day, and they get yelled at. <laughs> They're like, hey, you kids, you stop that. You know what would happen nowadays? The cop would shoot you. The Irish cop. Um... They would shoot you, or or they would arrest you. Back in the heyday, they would be like, "Hey kids, you stop that," and they would go kick it. And that was it. As a character, kids went home then. <laughs> As a character, <laughs> they went and did something else. Pat's character is
0: relatively chopped,
1: which I kind of expected, but I they was just still don't. Awful. They
0: don't have the time to dedicate right. to him.
1: My, I don't remember. The, right I honestly
0: now. don't remember the damn coming up
1: on the script. Okay. Well, we know it's in this one, so we know that it's one of the details they brought back. Which is Um, an important detail, I think, because a lot of important talks happen there, and... You're not
0: talking about the rock fight, you're literally just talking about the dam?
1: I'm talking about both, really.
0: Okay, so there's... I'm talking about the rock fight that takes place in the dumpster. In the dump, yeah, right. They use that scene in the script Mm -hmm. as a catalyst to being driven into Neibolt House. Okay. And then Neibolt House takes place, and they discover that they have to go beneath it. So they go beneath Nebolt House, and then they cross over into, like, Pennywise's dimension. And that's when the whole, like, Cthulhu shit happens. That's fucking nuts. That's, like, an entire fucking sequence. That's fucking nuts. It's like the fucking Death Star at the end that's of Star Wars. I you, shit you gotta stop
1: talking about this, because I'm getting way too excited. But
0: that's what I mean. So if they're doing stuff like the dam and the creepy doll shit... Yeah. Doll... Like, you know, you know the part in the trailer where it's, like, them cowering in a wall and you just see the hand with the gloves ripped? Yeah. And it just goes like that. Like, that's an evil house. Or it's the climax of the movie. And part of me just wants it to be an evil house. I want to be completely surprised by the next level shit that this movie could develop.
1: It's not going to.
0: I know, because they don't have the budget to do it. They don't have the balls either. If there's anything related to spiders, if we get through
1: Kneebolt House,
0: listen. It's it's lights out all
1: over again? There's a part with spiders.
0: There's a part with spiders in the Kneebolt House section of the new script. And it is really good. So, if we see spiders in Kneebolt House, maybe that's what they did with the clowns. The clown dolls instead of the spiders. Anyway. I'll be convinced if we see spiders in Nebolt House while watching the 2017 movie, then we are going to get crazy interdimensional fight. Because fuck, man, next part of the conversation. We might not even read tons of stories right now. Like, literally lots of past episode 56. We're talking about it because we're so fucking ready for it. Next part of discussion that we, we need to discuss. What is the sequel going to be, man? It's going to be like present day. It takes, yeah, like, 80s, it takes place in like it takes place in 87 or 89 oh shit those are the two years people have brought it down to the 2017 one the 20 uh 2015 one took place in 87 everyone is saying that the new one is 89 because so two 27 years, later. years from 89 would put them in their like 40s around like 20, 2016 yeah and how fucking nuts is that? Oh my god, it's gonna happen! It's like our parents. I like didn't that's think that's of that. That's the age we need to like look at for playing like people who grew up in the 80s. I didn't think of this. So part two is gonna be nuts because he said... Okay, so Andy Muschietti said that he had to cut certain scenes mm-hmm. from the first movie just for the second one. And a lot of them are scenes where... Pennywise is controlling people in different parts of history as mm-hmm. like flashbacks like they'll tell stories right. to each other about reading articles like what happened in the one club what happened in uh, with the, the black spot club
1: okay where um, where that
0: happens from the turned books. into
1: an oven yeah yeah like
0: tons of African Americans just like being murdered mm-hmm. being set on fire yeah he had to take that actual clip mm-hmm. out of instead he just has the fear part from the trailer right. um he takes the actual scene out of the first part but it was planned that makes me think that he took the gay couple scene out which in is the like, very the, beginning the gay couple at the bridge and like, yeah. one of the kids is just like tossed over the fucking bridge yeah um he said that he's saving that for the part two and that he's also saving when the um lumberjack comes in and murders like four dudes in the one bar and no one at the bar tries to stop him. He said he's also putting that, or he's going to try to put that in the sequel. So, with that in mind, there are going to be more kid scenes mm-hmm. in the sequel that they could flash back to. Mm-hmm. That they probably didn't have time for in the 2017 one. Mm-hmm. But you have to think, we're going to get a part two after this does really well. We're going to get a part two in maybe two years.
1: Yeah. I would say that's as pretty quickly
0: to, as possible to make it still relevant. Relevant, right? Um, they wanted, I think they wanted to wait because I haven't heard anything about them greenlighting part two yet. Um,
1: it's easily gonna get green greenlit, dude. That this movie's gonna make But it they're gonna wait money. until the
0: first week, and then and then we're gonna figure out casting and whatnot. Andy Muschietti said he wants to cast a bunch of unknowns. I don't give a shit. Literally, like you could cast fucking anyone, and I will have believed you because part one like i barely know anyone and i know this is gonna be great mm-hmm. the only kid i know is fucking finn from Stranger things. things so they nail bev as a character so her as an adult makes me think that she's gonna she needs to be really fucking strong i see a lot of fan casts make jessica chastain play the older version of her okay she's fucking fine i'd tap that <laughs> great oh yeah um, Everyone fan casted their their actors. All the young actors mm-hmm. did a fan cast of who they want their older versions to play. Oh shit! Names like that's cool. Ben said he would love if Chris Pratt would lower his like contract. Dude's making fucking blockbuster
1: goddamn success just, hits
0: just to just to play an older version of Ben for this oh little God, chub, for this God, little, oh, little chubby Chris kid. Brad, man. Um, the kid who played Stan, I think he said like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, no, the cast was really good. One, don't get me started on Jake Hall, dude. So Jess Chastain, Chris Pratt, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh Eddie said he would want Joseph Gordon-Levitt to play the older version of him. Fucking stop! Yeah. What is this? I forget, who, I don't think... The, the
1: Expendables guy, movie of, like, great actors? and I don't
0: think the guy who said... I don't think the guy who played Will was there for the conversation, which is who I'd want to hear
1: yeah. who would play him the most. But, um... Jake a goddamn reptilian. I yeah. forget who Mike said he would want to play. Nightcrawler. Someone, someone his age.
0: Anyway. Watch
1: that movie. He's a fucking goddamn reptilian.
0: reptilians. Okay. So... taking over. Just to end it real quick, because we do need to read at least a story or two. Yeah, I'm probably like going to cut long. a good 15 minutes out of there. Yeah, But, um... I'm really excited, man. Yeah, dude. Me too. I'm the most excited I've ever been for a movie. Probably ever. Like... I would say maybe Force Awakens was the only other thing to really can- counteract my hype. As much as I I love the idea of the next movie I'm, and I love the director, he's probably my favorite director ever. I really don't give a shit about Star Wars 8 right now. I could say that.
1: You don't mean that.
0: No, I definitely do. Like, I was disappointed mm-hmm. as fucked by Force Awakens and I was disappointed as fuck like by, by Rogue One. They're both great upon like first watch, but neither of them have made me go, I want to, I want rewatch this all the time, and that's Star Wars to me. Star Wars, I, I, Star Wars, I can I, rewatch every fucking day. But now. I
1: liked Force Awakens. Force
0: Awakens is better than Rogue One.
1: But, but I liked Force Awakens.
0: Anyways, I do think the next one's gonna be great though. I think it's gonna bring me back into it. I think it's gonna make me appreciate it again because Ryan Johnson, director of like my favorite movie ever,
1: which is Brick.
0: Uh, he also young, did...
1: Young Joseph Gordon-Levitt, everyone. Young Joseph gordon yeah. Always it's a, loved it. It's a great movie. Um,
0: and then he did Looper, and then I was like, this dude's just fucking <sighs> gold. Fucking Looper, dude. This dude's just fucking gold. I want so to watch this guy go so many places. I want to watch this guy go so many fucking places with his career, and I've watched it since his fucking college movie. He did Brick when he was in fucking college. Like, he did a couple episodes of Breaking Bad, and then he did Looper... And then he got fucking signed to do Star Wars Episode Eight, and I think I shit. I think I literally <laughs> shit. I was like, my favorite director of like six years, like Brick never gets old. Brick is always amazing to me. Fucking love noir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Ryan Johnson, fucking great. Um, How do
1: we get on Star Wars?
0: I'm more excited for. Oh, fucking that's right, it. it that Star than Wars. I am for Star Wars yeah. Eight, and that's that's fucked up. But that's where I'm at right now. Audience, I love horror. I have never been more fucking into horror in any year of my life than I have this year, and it's solely thanks to this podcast.
1: Speaking of and last
0: podcast on the left, who we are seeing in like a month?
1: Yeah, it's less than really.
0: Hey, anyone who was at the Mr. Small's show that happened like two months ago. We were there, and it was fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, dude. Oh, shit. Um, speaking of horror, I watched Creep. The Netflix one? Yeah. Is there any other one? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> who they follow around with on the camera?
1: No. No, this is the one where the one guy uh, answers a Craigslist ad. Have you never seen Creep? No. Fucking- Isn't that the
0: safety not guaranteed guy? Fucking no! Literally, Google Mark Duplass before you say anything else to me right now. Who? What's his name? Mark. D u p l a s. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. That's the actor from Creep, right? Yeah, that's this movie. I have not watched it yet. Fuck, you need to.
0: It was good. It was good. It was good. It's, it's really been in my Netflix queue for maybe a year now.
1: Really, really slow, but uh. Before I knew it, it was pretty much was the end told of the movie. It was a slow and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reading this
0: to you because I need you to. Don't read it. Okay. Okay. I need to read this to you because as you, it's. As because you, as a very
1: childlike cover up the screen. I'm like, don't read it!
0: Because it's great. And I'm even, looking at you, baby. Even reading as much as the first sentence is going to spoil what this fucking story is about. So I can't let you right. do that. I'm okay. Any, uh, anything else you want to say about it or Pennywise or Stephen King or anything before we
1: get into our first story? You know what the real horror is? Now's, now's the time. You want to know what the real horror what is?
0: What is the real horror?
1: Why are you coming, Why are you making your face like that? I'm waiting for you to drop knowledge on me. <laughs> Donald Trump is our president. <laughs> God fucking damn it.
0: American Horror Story Season 7. <laughs> it's just America. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen the trailer? It takes. It's about the election. No, it's not! It's called a uh, cult. It's basically saying that there's a fucking conspiracy. Yeah. Dude.
1: Why would they waste cults like that?
0: Yeah, I don't
1: know. With Om some...
0: Anyway, so. This first story is called String Theory from Creepypasta, and the only reason I'm reading it to you, Disco D, is because. This fucking like first sentence. Have you ever had an experience that suggested someone else was in your house and just thought, I don't wanna know, and left it.
1: I don't wanna read the story anymore. I don't
0: wanna I
1: don't, I, want I don't, to, I
0: don't wanna <laughs> That's fucking creepy! Sometimes fear of the unknown just seems like the preferable option than facing a real concrete danger.
1: I don't like this.
0: Normally it's nothing, though. One time the beeper function of my wireless house phone went off when I was the only one home. I don't like this. It could only be called from the living room. Another time, I swear someone took some change from my desk. They're all probably just slightly disconcerting tricks of the memory but what would you do when something truly suggestive happens? Would you run or just ignore it like I did? I don't fucking like this. <laughs> <laughs> Last Monday was a normal day. I got up, brushed my teeth, changed into school clothes, all little parts of the morning ritual. It seemed like it would be another totally unnoteworthy day until I saw the strings. There were three or four thick twined strings in my room. They crisscrossed between the walls around my bed, one attached to the door. No way would I have missed them before I should have tripped over them. They were tied to pins in the wall, which had also not existed before ten seconds ago. Nobody could have been in my room while I was in it, let alone set this up. It was early, and my brain wasn't processing correctly. I simply discredited the site, untied the strings, and left for school, leaving them balled up on my desk. It didn't get any better later. Outside my house, there were hundreds of them, tied between houses, around cars, across streets. This had to be some super elaborate prank. One of those hidden camera shows or a comedy improv blog. They had gotten everyone else to play along, too. Passersby's were passers-by were tangled in them, tying them to objects they were walking towards and away from, as if they had been and were continuing to follow the course laid out for them. I nervously continued my journey to school. On the school bus, everyone except me was tied to the door. At school, groups of friends were tied to each other. Teachers were tied to their desks and boards. Oddly enough, at this point, all I could wonder was why I'd been left out. When my friend Lucy sat beside me in first period, she simply plonked her bag down on my lap and rested her chin in her hand, looking right past me to the window outside. Hey Lucy. No response. Come on, I didn't expect you to be in on this too. She sighed and started taking books from her bag. All the books were tied to her hands. I grinned and yanked one of the strings off of a book. She didn't seem to notice, instead simply disregarding the book completely letting it drop to the floor without a moment's hesitation. Um, I leaned down, picking up her book and placing it back on her desk. She took no notice. Well, if that's how we're going to play it, I smiled, trying to look playful, but really just trying to hide my nervousness. I bundled all the strings attached to her together with one hand, then pulled them all free. She blinked, turning to stare at me. Holy crap, Martin, you're like a ninja or something. "'I've been sitting here for maybe ten minutes.' I smiled again, relieved my friend had finally noticed me. "'Where did all these strings come from?' she gasped, seemingly noticing for the first time. "'I assumed you were all fucking with me.' She stood up, backing into a corner no one else in the class noticed. "'They weren't here just a minute ago. "'Do you see them too?' Her tone made it clear she was genuinely scared. "'No, didn't you?' "'I was interrupted.' my teacher slamming the door behind her everyone except me and lucy murmured a good morning and still no one seemed to pay either of us any notice people have been ignoring me all day i said to lucy before turning to our teacher hey dumb bitch you can't teach for shit no reaction i'm getting away from all this shit lucy pulled a few strings aside and left the class i followed and Surprise, surprise, no one else noticed. We wandered the corridors, leaving and entering classes as we saw fit. Whenever we untied a chair or a book from someone else, it was like it suddenly didn't matter to them. It didn't exist. I showed her the street outside. There were more strings than when I came in this morning. Twice as many. We carefully picked our way through the tangle, making our way to nearby coffee shop. Not particularly grand, I know. But what would you do in our situation? As I said, fear of the unknown sometimes seems like the safer option. On a few occasions, I suggested we untie a few more people. Lucy was opposed to it, remembering how terrified she'd been. In the coffee shop, we grabbed a couple of sandwiches and drinks from the fridge, found a table, untied all the strings attached to the chairs, and sat down. We both ate in silence, both of us too scared, both of us distracting ourselves by watching the strangers in the shop, oblivious to the strings. After 20 minutes, Lucy spoke up. Now she's gonna take that sandwich," she said, pointing at the woman across the shop. Sure enough, she walked to the fridge and took the plastic wrap sandwich she was tied to. She pays for it and leaves. She did so according to the prophecies of the strings. That guy doesn't intend to pay. I watched as a man took his coffee and ran out of the store, the two servers just looking too exasperated to go after him. This is horrible, she whimpered. Let's go, please. Outside wasn't much better, Everyone just followed the string's instructions, going about their daily lives. Lucy announced she was going home to sleep this off, and I agreed to walk her home. She only lived ten minutes away. Away from the busier part of town, there were fewer strings. It was nicer. We could pretend it wasn't happening. When we turned onto Lucy's street, she stopped, her mouth falling open. What now? I broke the silence, my voice sounding surprisingly small. Look, she pointed outside one of her neighbor's houses. I saw it clearly, I'll take my memory of that moment till the day I die. A little dark imp, maybe three feet tall, walking along with its knuckles on the ground, almost like a monkey. It had two bulbous yellow eyes taking up about half its face, and no mouth or any facial feature. It was holding a hammer and a bowl of twine, which it was letting out behind it. It walked quickly and quietly from the front door of the house to the mailbox. It stopped, hammered a nail to the side of the box, and then tied its string around it. It turned to face us and stopped when it spotted us. My bottom fell out even further than it already had been, but it just stared with a look of surprise and curiosity. You could almost say it was more frightened. Suddenly it beckoned to us with its tiny hand. I looked at Lucy, she hadn't moved. I looked back at the end, which just stared at me. I halved the distance between us, and then halved it again. This wasn't fear of the unknown anymore, it was fear of the little guy. It didn't seem like anything to be scared of. When I was a meter away from it, it extended its hand Uh high. I shook it, and nodded in approval, blinking his massive yellow eyes up at me. So you're the ones in charge of the strings? It nodded eagerly. I called Lucy over, but she stayed where she was. There are more of you? Another nod. I wanted to ask it so many questions about what it was and where it came from, but it seemed for now I was stuck with only yes or no questions. Do we even have free will? It just looked at me almost sadly. I immediately felt sick to my stomach and couldn't bear looking at it, the little monster anymore. I grabbed Lucy, who had been listening to our exchange and now sat on the curb with her head in her hands. We entered her house and I made her a cup of tea. When I found her in the living room, she had untied her dog and was curling up with it, crying. I set the tea down and sat beside her. I'm so scared, she whispered after a good ten minutes of sobbing. I didn't answer, I couldn't. I'm going to sleep, she mumbled suddenly and was under within the minute. Sleep was starting to sound pretty good all of a sudden. My eyelids suddenly felt like they were being weighed down. I collapsed to the rug, and the last thing I heard before I fell asleep was the scaring of several sets of little feet nearby. I felt much better the next day, as if the whole affair had been a dream. I'd probably have believed that if I hadn't woken up by Lucy's mother that morning, wondering what I was doing sleeping over without permission or something. Over breakfast, Lucy asked me why I looked so pale and nervous. I turned to her and smiled, mumbling something to her about feeling sick. But the truth was, I was scared because I couldn't see any strings, I was wondering whether my actions were truly my own. It took a really different turn than the first paragraph intended.
1: Yeah, yeah, it the... did. Not exactly a terrible <coughs> one, but it no, it, but it also didn't read me as terrifying. It reminded me of the scene in Johnny uh, Darko where
0: absolutely, where he the, follows the the like Force the trail, yeah, the Force wave. The, <laughs> the fucking... That comes fucking, out of their chest. The intuition serpent. I don't know. It, it's it's very weird. I, I almost... I almost made, like, a Laika film in my head when I read the Imp se- segment. It's like I just imagined, like, a like a clay stop motion movie.
1: Why but, isn't Halloween yet? Dude, fucking it, right? Dude, I just want October. I want Halloween. I, uh, I ordered...
0: I ordered two of my costume pieces today. Oh
1: yeah!
0: It's the year of Friday the Thirteenth, my boy.
1: Yeah, you told me this. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited doing, for. You. I'm
0: doing Jason this year, yeah, baby. Yeah,
1: Dude, you're doing the Voorhees. I'm
0: doing Jason. It's the hardest. It's the hardest horror I've ever gone. I don't think I've done a killer since high school. This is um. This is a story from Unsettling Stories, the popular publishers of anything dealing with genital mutilation or My Girl Madison.
1: My Girl Madison. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, mushy.
0: This is where mushy stuff is from. Congratulations, you're gonna read this story, mushy
1: stuff. The from unsettling stories. I don't want to. I don't want to. All right, all right, guys. Um, this is uh, this is mushy stuff. As we've said, no mushy stuff. My parents would insist whenever I told them I was going out on a date. I figured it was what parents had to say. No one wants to think about their kids having a sex life. Just like how kids don't like to think of their parents having one. So I went on my dates, and they were great. Lots of fun, countless good times, and yes, plenty of sex. Plenty of mushy stuff, as my parents want to say. I don't like that. As my parents were want to say. I don't I don't like that. I think it's uh, British. Okay. As my parents want to say, as as I rolled my eyes to the ceiling. Like any kid. I did my best to hide it from them. I was always careful. Protection was always involved. Although with my most recent girlfriend, we sometimes took risks. Passion is a hell of a thing. That it is. (laughs) Yes, it is. I met her at work, and it was love at first sight. Whenever we were alone, I just couldn't help myself. I'd like to say we started off slow, but that would be a lie. We were physical from day one. Sally, our romance was short-lived. Only a couple of days after we'd met... I learned that she'd been transferred from the home where I worked to another location across town. My heart broke. I didn't have a car. I walked everywhere. The news was devastating. I did my best to gather my thoughts, then I made a plan to sneak out in the middle of the night to visit her. She didn't know it yet, but it would be our last time together. I couldn't take the risk of getting caught. Around 11pm, I told my parents I'd be going out. Don't forget the curfew, they warned. I nodded and left. After a long walk, I arrived. A little while later, I embraced my girlfriend, then held her shoulders and stared into her eyes. I took a deep breath and told her what was bothering me. I said I couldn't see her anymore. It was too risky. I couldn't traipse all, traipse, traipse, traipse. I couldn't, I, I couldn't traipse. Oh my god. Traipse, 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 traipse. I couldn't traipse. I couldn't traipse. Couldn't traipse. Yep. Traipse. Why can't I say it right in a sentence? Trapes. I couldn't traipse all the way across. I couldn't traipse all the way across town in the middle of the night. My parents would kill me. I think she took it okay. It was sad, though. I really cared for her, I I cuddled her for a while, then we made quiet, passionate love. After we'd finished, we spooned and enjoyed the afterglow. Then I checked my watch. It was almost 3am. I was two hours late for curfew, where had the time gone? I swore and got up and began running. I made it home in 20 minutes. All the lights in the house were on. They'd been waiting for me. I was fucked. I walked in the front door, filthy, disheveled, and stinking of the acts I'd been engaging in all night. You're late! My dad yelled. How many times have we told you? No bushy stuff! And look at the dirt you're tracking in! I looked behind me. I'd left a trail from the front door all the way to the living room. My parents lectured lectured me for over a half hour. They were cruel and asked invasive offensive questions i didn't answer any of them i just got madder and madder when they realized they were getting nowhere they just got up and went to bed my mom told me how disappointed she was in me one parting blow to make me feel terrible i ran up the stairs to my room closed the door and collapsed sobbing on my bed when i finally, when i finally calmed down enough to breathe properly i turned over and stared at the ceiling i thought about my girlfriend i thought about the good times we had in our short relationship after a while, my tears dried and even smiled, and I even smiled a little. I sighed and got up. Maybe I'd see her again. I'd have to wait a while, but it wasn't impossible. Things could be good again. I looked down at myself and sniffed the air. I—I I obviously needed to take a shower. My mouth and cheeks and fingers and crotch were still covered with mushy stuff. It would be so much better if we leave. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> it would be so much better if we lived closer to the graveyard. God damn it. Like, I kind of... <laughs> I kind of figured it was heading there. Like, I figured that's the what it was. But literally the last sentence. Yeah, it, it got me. It, it fucking got me. Um, Like, I figured it was that kind of story with the way it was going. and like I We've mean, read a couple like that. Yeah.
0: We've read a couple and, like that. Uh, Unsettling Stories has a penchant for just making people fuck corpses.
1: <laughs> that one was good, though. I like that one. That one was funny. It was good. That was good. I liked it. Um... No mushy stuff. I used your name. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just say no. No mushy stuff. No mushy stuff. <laughs> uh, God damn it. Oh, but
0: that was that was really fun. I liked. Uh, I love it. And
1: those stories were pretty okay. Yeah, I would say so. I liked both of them.
0: Oh, we could we could get some more in there. Well, let's wait. Let's we wait. Get some let's more wait in here real quick. Let's just get that in there. I have to pee. Let's get that in there.
1: Okay. I have to
0: pee. I have to poo.
1: So I have to take a wicked dump. What you laughing at, boy? Oh, so we've got some stories dump. here on
0: lots of pasta with your host Captain Death and your
1: co-host. Of the episode... Disco. Disco. Dracula. Scratching Captain Death's head, Dracula. I'm not Good.
0: saying no. <laughs> God damn it. You're so late. It's gonna be so long. Oh, shit.
1: Um, you know, I hope...
0: I hope you got, I hope you took... We didn't even say anything about it, but I hope you took the, uh, the initiative to... Toke up, smoke up, and just listen, watch Rockadoodle. Doodle. And just listen to that opening segment um, because that's very obviously what we did. We smoked a lot of the Penny Dank, and then we got right into the Penny stank. So, you seen that shit? <laughs> that's, that's what you did. right <laughs> so this was lots of pasta uh you got anything you got any great things you could leave us with right now but. fantastic that's the episode folks Hit more ass than a toilet seat Three to the one, from the Uh one to the three I met a bad bitch last night in the D